1: Travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups right now on Gone Racing.
2: And welcome back in, everybody, to the Gone Racing, the VSIN studio here at South Point Hotel Casino. Brendan Gone in studio and Mr. Jeff Motley, you're pulling your best impression of me. You are You are on Skype with us today. You are out traveling around after the lovely Las Vegas weekend. How are you, Mr. Jeff Motley?
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
3: I'm doing very well. I'm actually at one of your house of horrors here, Brendan. I'm... (laughs) sitting in the press box at Martinsville Speedway. I, I don't I, think I that Martin. was ever one of your favorite I places. love
2: Martin. It, listen, me and Mike Smith, just for those that don't know, Mike Smith and I, the old, I mean, how long was Mike at Martinsville? I mean, 25-something years.
3: I, I used to work for Mike when he worked for the newspaper here many, many moons ago.
2: Mike Smith was a great man, and, and Clay Campbell and those guys. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I actually like Martinsville. It's Richmond. I really did hate, but I used to say I hated Martinsville just to keep Mike going. You ready for a good one about Martinsville, Jeff? You want to know the biggest like slap ever, and it came from Clay Campbell. I'm listening. My last truck race there, I finished second to Bubba Wallace. That yeah, was his one of his first, his first, first truck win. Nope. I believe right. We had a restart with a couple laps to go, and and um I, I had a chance. I took it. I went to the outside, couldn't hold it. Bubba wins the race. I finished second. And and all the joking about how much I hated you know Martinsville and all that. And I get to victory lane and, and you know congratulate him. And I'm walking down pit road. And Clay and Mike Smith walk up to me and go, hey, Brendan. They go, man, great run. He goes, here. And Clay Campbell hands me the brochure for the grandfather clock, the company that makes the grandfather clock, and goes, this is about the closest you're ever going to come to a grandfather clock. And I'm like, ow, burn. That hurt.
3: And for those that don't know, every winner of every race at Martinsville gets a grandfather clock that is made by a furniture company right here in Martinsville. So, and they've been doing that since I was a little oh.
2: kid back in the 70s. As far as I know. But, I mean, I mean, talk about it. I got burned by Clay Campbell and Mike Smith. I mean, they burned me. I mean, crushed me on that one too, Jeff. I mean, it was like it left a mark.
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts if you dare. They
3: had probably been thinking about that the entire day. For <laughs> 20 seconds.
2: They probably had too. But uh, so that was that. You know, Molly, last week we were at our home track of Las Vegas Motor Speedway and, and we have all sorts of cool stuff to talk about. But, you know, I, I want to talk about one thing that's just state of the sport, not really gambling related. Kyle Bush. And everybody talking about Kyle Busch and and in the truck race, he spun intentionally. And it's it's big news. Like NASCAR even went on radio and said they're going to investigate this and uh, prove it, Jeff.
3: Well, first off, the only two drivers I remember ever admitting to spinning intentionally—two guys, Dale Earnhardt Jr. did it at Bristol, and Bubba Wallace did it somewhere. I can't remember where Bubba did it. I don't know if Kyle spun on purpose. I would just tell you that if I were going to spin on purpose. I'd spin off turn four where I could easily get down pit road. I wouldn't spin off turn two knowing I'm going to go a lap down again. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but I'm just saying, if it were me, I probably wouldn't have spun in turn two.
2: Well, and, and here's the thing. It's like you and I are old enough to remember the day when, when there's the famous race that Dale senior ended the race without a single stitch of roll bar padding in his race car, because he threw every piece out during the race, trying to get a caution. and was mad at NASCAR for not throwing it, but that, that's, uh, I'm sorry, that, that, that to me is not, uh, part of our sport is how hard we drive, and you know what, sometimes we take advantage of rules, sometimes we take advantage of, you know, things, and, uh, but you can't prove that I spun this intentionally, and, and you can't tell me, unless you come out and are dumb enough to say I did, yeah, I'm sorry, I just, this is, a no, this is a non-issue to me that people are making a big issue out of, and I, it just kind of bummed me out this week that we spent so much time on NASCAR radio talking about it.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, he went a lap down anyway. I mean, the idea, if you're going to spin out on purpose, is to keep yourself on the lead lap. Well, he already lost a lap. So I I think the whole thing's without merit. And honestly, to some degree, drivers are going to police that one a little bit themselves anyway. If they think a guy did it on purpose, they're going to make it really hard for him to get back up there.
2: Well, and it's not like the whole, somebody tried to compare it to the Clint Boyer Richmond thing years ago. I'm like, no, nothing near the same this is just a guy trying to save himself had nothing to do with anything else just drove me nuts i just yeah there was no third party benefiting from that yeah no third party. just it, look i was i had a flat tire I was, oh my god and and i can say i spun the thing i can say i you know man i lost it man that, it's we're still doing 115 to 120 miles an hour you know yeah we can spin the thing i mean it's it just it happens i, I just it was it to me it was one of those things that that I heard everybody talk about it. I heard Moody and all these things, and it drove me absolutely crazy that they made this much news out of it because it was just a simple deal. But anyway, let uh, once again, welcome back into Gone Racing, Jeff Motley and and the fabulous, my favorite home away from home, Martinsville Speedway, Brennan Gone out here in South Point in Las Vegas. And uh, Motley, we did have a great race at Vegas. We had another winner on this season. That is four races, four winners, four guys that – four guys that didn't win during the regular season last year we are four different winners in four races now
3: yes and four double digit odds winners too i mean granted this one was was the one with the lowest odds kyle larson being 10 to 1 but i mean you're right all four guys that have won this year did not win during the regular season again i think you and i've talked about the last couple of weeks is there the potential to have 16 winners or more than 16 winners this year well, so many of the powerhouse teams or powerhouse drivers, they have not gotten up there and won a race. And I, you've got to believe it's only a matter of time before Hamlin and Harvick and Logano and Keselowski and Bush and Truex and those guys start winning races.
2: No, and if if you look, you know Kyle Larson, he uh, he was ten to one to win the race, like you said, double digit, top three on DraftKings was two ninety. South Point, he was Group B at two sixty five. Um, he was an even number on a couple head to heads on the. Uh, Plus two seventy five on the DraftKings, you know, team to win. You look at the, which are all good return numbers. I mean, two ninety, two sixty five, those are were great numbers. You go to the the top ten. Uh, Larson was ten to one to win the race, and then you had Brad Keselowski and Kyle Bush both came in with the top three numbers, and and both those guys had decent returns on those numbers as well. So we had for betters, we had a, a, a decent week on some of those. When we get. Uh, for A little further down the road, we're going to say who did well in our league again, Mr. Motley. And uh, can you tell me who? Hey, just just foreshadowing a little, who did win last week?
3: Who did? Well, you're only it? asking that question because you already know the answer to that. Question. I do. I can't remember. I, I I got you know I hit my head a lot. I don't remember a lot of things. Who was it? Yeah. Well, I tell you, nice call on getting Matt De Benedetto to win his group. I thought that was a really good call on your part. He struggled all year long. I was glad to see him have a little bit of a rebound. Um, by the way, one guy I think we have to mention. Uh, you know, there toward the last 30 or 40 laps of that race. Kyle Busch looked like he was he coming. He was coming something. again.
2: Um, and and with the local not, FLM sponsorship, I was excited to see the FLM. I was hungry.
3: Well, and let's see whether or not that carries over to Phoenix. And then we obviously have Atlanta. And. And then if I know you hate the word crapshoot, but if that dirt race in <laughs> Bristol isn't a crapshoot, I don't know what is right now.
2: That one might, be, think, might be a crapshoot on that one.
3: I think Phoenix and, and Atlanta are going to be two really big races for Kyle Bush to see if they really, really are starting to get a little bit of it back.
2: Well, and let, let's talk about the NASCAR standings a little bit, because we've talked about how many guys we think might win a race. And we are at four races with four winners. And Jeff, you know, when you look at the way this is shaken out, You've got, as we said, four guys that did not win in the regular season last year. Kyle Larson, of course, you know, didn't even do the whole season. Christopher Bell did not win at all. Michael McDowell did not win at all. William Byron won a playoff race. There's four guys. Can we still get, Jeff, to 16 different winners? And I say yes. I and mean, if you look at the numbers, look at the guys that are out. You've got Alex Bowman, who's out. You've got uh, 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 Eric Almirola, who's a race winner that's out. Matt Benedetto, who I still think will win this year, is out. I think we could end up with the 16 winners like we've talked. I think it could be happen very easily.
3: Well, I think possibly. But as I look at it, I see Alex Bowman. I see Eric Almirola. Maybe Tyler Reddick and Matt DiBenedetto as guys who could get in there and win a race. I mean, maybe somebody could win, too. Obviously, we get to Daytona, Talladega, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse come into play. But you also look at the guys who are in the top 16. You know, I think it's a real stretch to see Ryan Priest or Chris Busher winning a race this year. So I think there's some guys right now in the top 16 that I'm not as confident have as good a chance to win as some guys outside the top 16. I'm still on the no line that we're going to have 16 different winners this year.
2: Well, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, yeah, you know, Priest isn't even talking about running the full season. So there's one spot that, you know, will, will drop out if that happens. Uh, Chris Buescher could be a long shot to win. But there's still, I mean, Alex Bowman is out. That can win a race. Tyler Reddick, that team's looked a whole lot better this year. He's out. That could win a race. There's two guys. Uh, Matt, De- I, I think we could still do it. But, I mean, it is a longer shot. But, man, you start talk about a, a great start to a NASCAR season. Betting-wise, we have had, like you said, double-digit winners. In each of the four races, Larson, Bell, McDowell, Byron, all of them, you know, a couple of them very high double digits. So that, that's a pretty spectacular way to start the season for betters. Um, I, I think we're going to see. Do you think we'll see that trend continue this week? Now that we start going into to Phoenix, you know, hey, now, you know, Vegas is in the rearview mirror, mile and a half. Now we're going to that short track ish Phoenix. Can Kevin Harvick make his rebound finally, or do I keep on the dote line with Kevin Harvick?
3: Well, I, I mean, I'm still feeling the don't line with Kevin Harvick. I couldn't believe how how poorly that team ran in Las Vegas. The team that I thought made a great rebound in Las Vegas after having a horrible day at Homestead, Miami the week before was the Penske cars. I mean, we finally saw you. Know, Brad finished his second in the race. Joey had a solid run. And Blaney, I believe, I think all three were in the top 10. Yep. So seeing the Penske cars come back, I do believe we're going to see a fifth different winner this week at Phoenix, but I do not believe we're going to see a fifth different uh, guy who did not win a regular season race last year. win. I think we're going to see the cream of the crop. uh, Some of those guys rise up, whether it's chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, one of the Penske guys or Truex. I think somebody like that's going to find victory lane. Those teams are getting better.
2: Well, you look at the top 10 this week, you know, and, and they said it by the formula that I think you, you made the, one of the greatest jokes I've ever heard in NASCAR, which was that, was the uh, what he caught, Stephen Hawking's. I said Stephen Hawking, <laughs> yeah. it was
3: his parting gift to us.
2: <laughs> to us, was he left the, the formula, how we start the race. But that does put Brad Keselowski on the poll. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Martin Truex, your top five. Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, William Byron round out the top ten. And one big thing here that we've talked about, Kyle Busch in the top ten. He's had some struggles to start this season. That's a great starting spot for him. You know, will that pay dividends? and also Matt DiBenedetto Benedetto is twentieth. We've talked about Matt being a guy that we like. He had to start in the thirties the last three weeks, so now
3: he has the, yeah, that'll help him a bit. You mentioned Kyle, also Ryan Blaney, a guy that's been starting in the thirties every week, and now Ryan Blaney's going to get an eighth place starting spot. See, that's what we're starting to see we're even though we didn't see one of the big teams win, we saw a lot of the top guys finish top ten in Las Vegas which is going to give them better starting positions at Phoenix. I think that's only going to carry on over the next few weeks with the exception of who knows what happens with that dirt race.
2: Well, and, and you know, staying focused on betting this week, you know, we, we, there are a lot of guys that cream is starting to be at the top now, so they do get those starting spots. And, and we got to look at will we see repeat winners, like you said, as Penske, soda resurgence. Uh, look, Joe Gibbs Racing, all four of their teams were in the top ten. And, you know, the worst finisher was Christopher Bell in seventh. I mean, uh, we, we can talk about them not being great, but hold on. That's all four in the top ten. Wow, that's a, that's a hell of a strong run right there.
3: Well, and that's the whole thing. Out of the top ten, we saw, like you said, all four Gibbs cars. We saw all three Penske cars. The Hendrick cars are certainly running well. We had a Hendrick car in victory lane. And let's face it, if Kyle Larson doesn't get suspended and miss most all of last season, and Kyle Larson had been, let's say Kyle Larson had been in that 48 car all year long last year because we know that that's the team, even though it's not the 48 number. Do you think any of us would be sitting here thinking that Kyle Larson was a surprise? No, we weren't surprised that he won. One thing I would say to the rest of the competition, Kyle Larson in a really good race car, look out, look
2: out. What did I tell you when we started the season at Daytona, Jeff? I said, Kyle Larson's going to win five or six races this year, and he is going to be the team to beat at Hendrick. I, I, I would put him as my championship favorite at Hendrick over reigning champion Chase Elliott.
3: I tell you, if he has a couple more good runs, I might take the over.
2: I, I, he, I'm telling you, he can be that way. And I, I think, and this is a week that he could also be that guy. I mean, he has great stats there for from, you know, the, before. He only has nine starts now, not 10 in the last 10 races. But his, you know, his average finish is 10.2 in those 10 races. I mean, he is very strong. Oh, wow. Didn't turn my phone ringer off. How about that one? Uh, he's very strong at Phoenix. This is another great place. We could see a back-to-back winner, I think, for the first time. And I think it, you know, it could be kyle larson in that in that five team
3: it would not shock me if he won i i just think we're going to see somebody different up there this week but i think it's gonna be one of the top guys and look two three four in vegas who do we have keselowski kyle bush denny hamlin and and see to me kyle larson let's give it another about six eight weeks and kyle larson's name is going to be there with everybody else i mean look at the rest of that there's blaney you expect to be good true x a Bell who's got to win this year. Byron's got to. I mean, the the big surprise is Eric Jones getting a top ten in that Richard Petty car. You can't look at anybody else one through nine and say you're surprised by that based on what we've seen this year and what we've seen in their careers.
2: Nope. Well, let's talk about the odds to win Phoenix. Let's get into it. This first segment. Then we got Chase Elliott is your favorite at plus five fifty. You have Brad Keselowski at six hundred. You've got uh, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick at plus six fifty at Phoenix. Kevin Harvick plus six. Or Kevin Harvick plus six fifty. That's pretty stellar. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, eight hundred. Kyle Larson, nine hundred. Martin Truex Jr. eleven. Ryan Blaney sixteen. William Byron twenty. Then you get some some deeper odds here. Kurt Busch twenty eight to one. Alex Bowman thirty. Christopher Bell thirty three. Al Merola, Matt Benedetto, 50s, Tyler Reddick, 66, Cole Custer, 80, Austin Dillon there with him, Ryan Newman, Bubba Wallace on the front page at to one shots. Um, th- there's some names there, yeah. Jeff, that, wow. Uh,
3: well, I, you know, we talked about how we've had four straight double-digit guys win, and I'm sitting there looking at Martin Truex Jr. as a double-digit
2: guy. And that's I'm, 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 Martin Truex Jr. Is, is, that's the first name that jumped out to me. 11 to one for him. And even Kevin Harvick is 650. I mean, Jeff, the, their, their stats, their stats say that they, they could be the guy that, that, that's a, that's a hell of a run. And how about Kyle Busch, nine top tens in the last 10 races here at, at, at Phoenix. I mean, we talk about Kyle being the don't line. His last race was 11th. That's his only non-top five finish in the last 10 races.
3: Well, it's a good point. You know, Chase Elliott's the favorite because he dominated there at that last race. Yeah, of the but season. it's the championship race. But exactly. <sighs> exactly. They all got out of the way for those four guys. It was very clear. I mean, you know, Chase Elliott had the problem. He had to start in the back of the pack, or he had to go to the rear of the field, or whatever. I can't remember exactly what happened. Those guys parted like the Red Sea letting him come up through there.
2: No, they got out of his way quickly. So I mean Chase Elliott plus five fifty, yes. Understood. He won the last race there, ten races, six top tens, three top fives. He's still fantastic there, but I see some amazing numbers on guys that, you know, wow. And if we keep this trend of of winners, Matt De Benedetto at fifty to one is another guy that I look at and say, I like that. You know, I mean I just I think Matt is due. I think he's going to get it. I think that he's going to be there. So I'm I'm liking all these things. I, I'm for a better. I'm looking at this and I'm drooling right now, Jeff.
3: Yeah, you know, and Brendan, you mentioned Kevin Harvick, and obviously we know what dominance he once had at Phoenix. Are we getting worried about the whole Stuart Haas ship? I mean, Almirola's 28th in points. We thought Chase Briscoe would probably be a step up in the 14 car. We haven't seen that. Uh, Cole Custer's had some decent runs. Kevin Harvick was a lap down at the end of that race. And not because he had a bad pit stop in Vegas. I mean, he just got overtaken by Larson and several others. I mean, are we concerned about Stuart Haas yet?
2: You know, I heard some people talking this week and I'm not concerned yet. You know, they've had, look, they've had a couple rough starts. They've had a couple bad deals here, or there. They've been good, but Kevin Harvick, you look, you know, 10 races, 10 top tens in a row, his worst finish Was one ninth? He was seventh there last time. Second in this race last uh, before the you know the COVID break. He was second at this racetrack. So uh, it's hard for me to jump off the bandwagon yet. I'm not, but you know we've talked about betting the don't line on Kevin. Kevin could be in the top ten here. I'm sorry, there's four point seven left in Georgetown. Just took the lead by one over Villanova. Uh, Yeah, sorry. uh, Me hosting to show
3: this being recorded. By the way, everybody's (laughs) going to know who won that game by the time Uh, they
2: hear this. We won. Sorry. Wrong sport. I know. Um but Hoyas just
3: Villanova? We just do we just beat Villanova.
2: Oh god, I love Patrick Ewing. Uh where am I what was I talking Contract about now? Extension. We're talking racing, right? Contract tension for Patrick Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the house that he built, baby. He's in the garden. Nobody beats Patrick in the garden. Uh except Michael Jordan. Um Wow, we are talking about something about racing, another sport, I think. Yeah, let me get back. But, well, we I, were hey,
3: talking I, about Stuart Haas as time yeah, is running out.
2: Well, yeah, Karina is shaking her head. I've got the whole booth in Vison right now. The, the, listen, this is what's great about what we got, Jeff. We're talking sports. I'm in a casino in front of a sports book, and we're talking betting on NASCAR. I'm watching a basketball game. This is fantastic. Uh, but Stuart Haas, I'm not off the boat on Stuart Haas yet. I am I am not going to jump ship and say, oh, my God, I'm dead panicked. They're, you know, bail out, bail out. Give Chase Briscoe a little bit of time. Just because he dominated so well in Xfinity doesn't mean jump off the ship. Eric Almroll has just had a bad start. Kevin Harvick hasn't had a – Vegas was Vegas was horrible, yes. But I, I don't see that being a norm. Just give him a week. I think that this is a week that they right that ship. I bet you have three Stuart Haas forwards in the top ten.
3: Ooh, Okay. I won't, I won't argue you, but I don't think that's going to happen.
2: I. Right, well, we can make a side bet. Do we have a sidebar bet in our little league? Can we make a sidebar bet?
3: I don't know. You're far enough ahead right now. I need all the help I can get.
2: <laughs> um, you know, and and down on the second page, if you go even bigger odds, Jeff, I mean, I don't know. Chase Briscoe is 125 to one, Eric Jones 125, Chris Boucher, 150. Uh, I mean, I don't see anybody on this.
3: McDowell. McDowell's 150 to one.
2: Well, I, and and look, this is his home track there. I mean, if he's gonna, you know, that would be a place that he would love to 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 end up being where he, he gets a win. I don't see that happening but you know we didn't see a lot of things happening this year so you know it's,
3: any uh, any $10,000 bets on Josh Balicki this week
2: I haven't heard anything yet but uh, you know <laughs> it was only a $1,000 bet so it wasn't 10,000 No it was 10,000 Oh no it was a $10,000 bet at 1,000 to 1 That's right so that was listen I I think that's what made the Vegas race so special I mean look at even the sponsors got involved this is an amazing day in our sport Motley you know I mean we have got about 30 seconds left in this segment but you know it, it we it's such a new era of racing. We're talking gambling. We're talking race winners. And a sponsor goes out and puts $10,000 on his driver. I want
3: Derek Stevens to buy me lunch.
2: <laughs> he made a little bit of money on that, is what you're saying? Without much uh, without much risk? Yeah, that was a good bet. All right, guys. We've broken down the odds to win the race. When we come back, we're going to get into the DraftKings top three and uh, me and more Jeff Motley insanity when we return on Gone Racing. We'll see you in a second, guys. Welcome back in, everybody. Brendan Gaughan in the VEASAN studio at the South Point Hotel Casino, Gone Race, and Mr. Jeff Motley from the lovely Martinsville Speedway Media Center there. And Mr. Jeff Motley, did you know that Georgetown just beat Villanova?
3: I think I've heard it about okay. three times already.
2: Just checking. Just making sure, you know. Who is win? You know, Who is by win? the
3: time some people see this show, Georgetown will have lost in the next round of the tournament. Oh,
2: Wow. Dude, you are at Martinsville taking the ghost of Mike Smith on me. Man, Clay and them. They, I'm just worried they, about they, my
3: Hokies and the Tar Heels tonight. And that game, again, will be over by the time people hear this show. Listen it's, a,
2: it, listen, it's a perfect day so far. Syracuse is lost. If I can get that sissy blue Tar Heel to lose, then I think it's a great day for, for life. Um, well, I hope
3: Tar Heels lose, too.
2: Let, let's go into the uh, top three at the DraftKings on for the Phoenix race this weekend. And something unusual here, Jeff. At Phoenix, I think the last, what, four years, three years since we've been doing this show, Kevin Harvick has always been a minus number to be in the top three. He is nowhere near minus right now. You got Chase Elliott at plus 160. Brad Kozlowski, 175. Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick at plus 190. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, 225. Larson at 250. Martin Truex Jr., 300. Ryan Blaney, 400. William Byron, 500. Then you got some numbers. Kurt, Kurt Busch, plus 750. Alex Bowman, 800. Christopher Bell, plus 850. Then Eric Almirola, 12. Matty D right there with him at 12. Tyler Reddick, 16. Cole Custer, Austin Dillon, 18. Ryan Newman and Bubba Wallace on the first page at 20 to 1. Um, There's some numbers there, and I'm going to touch the second page just quickly. Eric Jones at 25 to 1. Remember how strong Eric Jones is here at Phoenix and everything he's ever driven?
3: Yeah, I'm just not sure Eric Jones is in as good of a car as he's been in in the past. We'll see. You know, the the one guy, and it's not on page 2, on page 1, that I really kind of like there, Alex Bowman plus 800. You know, let's not forget it was at Phoenix when Alex Bowman really kind of burst on the scene subbing for Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he was out with the concussion several years ago. Yep, yep, it's yep. also really his hometown track. He grew up right down the road in Tucson. He puts a, you know, a lot of emphasis on racing at Phoenix. He's got a ton of laps on that track. I think if there's a week that Alex Bowman could certainly break through and have a really good run, this is it.
2: Okay, but let's talk about Alex Bowman. That one, that one race you're mentioning when he filled in for Junior in 2016, that is his only top 10 in six tries, or seven tries at Phoenix Raceway.
3: Okay, so what's your point? Oh, I'm just saying
2: that the rest of them aren't very
3: good. How many had William Byron had at Homestead?
2: Okay. I'll I'll leave you alone. Uh, You know, I look, but I'm looking, I'm I'm going back to the Eric Jones thing. If you're looking for top three, Eric Jones, you know, he's got eight races here. He's got four top tens in eight races. So, I mean, that's not terrible. And you know, yes, not the equipment he's had. I get it, but this is a place that he was really good at in the past. You know, could he have something like that? I don't know. It could be decent. I, I could say, okay.
3: Alright, I'll give you Eric Jones. I'm just not feeling it.
2: Well, I mean, you still, you you talk top three though. I, I do like a lot of numbers on these guys. I mean, Kevin Harvick at plus 190. Yeah, it's not a lot of return, but Kevin Harvick in years past has been minus 125 at this racetrack. So, a plus 190 number on him. I think Kyle Larson continues to run well. That's a plus 250 number. And like you said, Martin Truex Jr. Is sitting right there. You know, he's got himself at, at, a, at a plus 300. These are nice numbers. I mean, hell, Kyle Busch is 225. He's had 10 races with nine top 10s in the last 10 races. I mean, this is these these are guys that could be right up there, even though the don't line we've been on Kyle lately.
3: Well, and that's what, just what I was going to say. I really like all three of those guys on the plus 200 numbers. The two plus 225s, Kyle Busch and Logano and Kyle Larson plus 250, plus Truex at plus 300. Those four right there, you cannot tell me. I, I really believe two of those four right there, probably are going to finish up in the top three.
2: William Byron, plus at 500, you know, having a strong season. He's got a couple ninth-place finishes for top tens there, ninth in his last race, tenth in this race last year. You know, will William Byron continue to be strong. I mean, this is, this is a guy we don't have a lot of, lot of history on, but he looks pretty darn good this season also.
3: Yeah, William Byron looks like a guy that it really doesn't matter where he runs. He's going to run well. I mean, he's certainly run well the last two weeks, and I think you're going to see more similarities in Phoenix. I mean, you know, the two races at Daytona, you know, those were kind of crazy races for him, but he's looked really good down the stretch here lately.
2: No, there's a lot of guys with some decent returns, and, and once again, I'm going to pick on Matt Benedetto. Not pick, but pick on. You know, yeah, stats don't show it, but eighth in his last race, 13th and eighth last year in the two races with Penske. I think that Matt is going to keep creeping. I, uh, this could be a decent number for a 12-to-1 number. Could be decent.
3: Yeah, I think he'll have a good run. I'm just not convinced uh, that a top three is going to be in the cards for him. I think it's going to be better drivers.
2: Better, ooh, I'm going to tell Matt you said better drivers? Uh,
3: better, better drivers. drivers. I, that sounds I, harsh. I, I, don't I don't know.
2: Mean did, did, I mean, did anybody else hear better drivers? I mean.
3: Uh, you know what I'm, I'm saying. The, the guys of the, you know who I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll bail Jeff Motley out when we come back on Gone Racing. We're going to get into head-to-heads, probably start our group matchups, and uh, then give you our picks in the last segment We'll return. More. Welcome back into the, ga- the ga- wait, wait, Gone Racing Studio. Sorry, Georgetown popped up on the board. I'm in the studio. I get all this Georgetown stat right in front of me. It's got me all confused. Brennan gone, VEASAN Studio, South Point Casino. Mr. Jeff Motley letting me babble my way through watching Georgetown beat Nova. is in Martinsville, Virginia. Oh, hey, and if you're watching the VEASAN feed, we're doing a little uh, gratuitous basketball stat right there. Georgetown was only plus 250. I figured we had been more and only minus six and a half. Huh. All right. Can't believe we're that close.
3: You got that out of your system? By the way, I got no, I don't. (laughs) Well, you won't be out of your system until tomorrow, I'm sure. By the way, everybody at home cannot see this, but since I'm remote, I'm seeing like four screens here, and one of them is on Karina. So I thought oh. we had lost her as a producer because as soon as we ended the last segment, her headset comes off, she gets up and walks away, and I thought, well, she had had enough of our crap, and
2: she was walking <laughs> off the set. I thought and she disappeared. I, and I, I was, she was like, that's her it.
3: Picks over to you for the next
2: I, I can't take these two anymore. I'm out. I'm done. I'm I we've thought had... We
3: have been instead of her firing us, she just quit. <laughs> I'm over these two. We've
2: <laughs> we've had a few producers that have just walked out on us. So I mean, you never know. We've we...
3: been through. We have been more. More producers and Liz Taylor has husbands, I believe.
2: <laughs> Let's get into the Phoenix head to heads. Let's get some knowledge for betters out here. Uh, there are a couple decent ones to look at here, Mr. Motley. I was going to go on the don't line on Kevin just in case, but you know, Kevin, the only one he's really got that's fun to look at is Kyle Larson's plus 110. I still might take that. Um, the only other one he's got is an even minus 110 against Chase Elliott. But uh, I I don't dislike the plus one ten on Kyle Larson there. Any of these stick out to you real quick?
3: Well, if you're a big Ryan Blaney fan, there's probably some that stick out there. Him one thirty against Kyle Busch, and also one thirty against one thirty against Martin Truex Jr. The rest of them, not so sure about. Um, I, I guess if there's one I really really do kind of like, I like the Denny Hamlin of plus one ten against Brad Keselowski. I think Denny's really good at Phoenix. Not sure. And I like Kyle Larson a little bit, plus one ten against Brad Keselowski. I know there's a lot of love for Brad here at Phoenix, but I think Larson and Hamlin, a couple of guys that could be really good.
2: I do too. I, I like a couple of these these head-to-heads. Normally, I, I might even have a couple on my uh, on my my picks this week. But you're right, Blaney against Truex at plus one thirty. Blaney, other than a, a a blown motor in this race a year ago, he's had third, third, sixth in his last three starts, minus the the one bad race. So I mean, that that's not terrible there. I don't, uh, I don't dislike any of those numbers. I might be jumping on a couple of those Kyle Larson's or Ryan Blaney's in the head-to-heads. Let's jump into the group matchups, Mr. Jeff Motley, and we'll start with Group A. And, you know, fairly evenly matched this week. Brad Kaye, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, all at plus 265. Danny Hamlin, plus 285. That, that's, you know, can you, can you make a, an argument? I can make an argument probably for all four of them, which, so to me, it's going to be a very difficult group to pick for me to pick Group A.
3: Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but, you know, I know Chase Elliott, and we talked about we really can't make the comparison, you know, from last year because it was the championship race, and the other guys kind of did get out of Chase Elliott's way. But, you know, he also had to beat those other three guys he was racing for the championship last year. And I think that was what – what he had, who do we have in there? Logano, Denny Hamlin, and I can't remember. Who was the fourth driver last year? I can't even remember. But the point is I think the fact that Chase Elliott was so strong there last year – even though guys kind of got out of his way to get into the top four, he still had to beat two, three, and four. I really like Chase Elliott in that group.
2: I mean, I, I'm still looking right now. I am I can go on a Kevin Harvick line right there. Since I've been saying the don't, I could jump on Harvick and say, hey, play the do because Harvick, this is a place that if he's going to turn around, it would be here like we used to say about Jimmy Johnson at Dover and Martinsville. It never came back true. So, yeah,
3: I don't. No, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all there. It's just, you know me, I'm kind of of the – Prove something to me. And right now, Arvik hadn't proven much to me this year. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. He was one of the only two guys, I think, with top ten in the first, first three, races. three races. But I, w- I was really, really concerned about how poorly they ran last week in Las Vegas, a track that he has traditionally been very good.
2: Well, Group B, to me, has a lot of fun. You got Kyle Larson and Joey Logano at plus 260. You got Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch at plus 280 right there. Um, pretty evenly matched as far as those guys go. But to me... Kyle Larson, I'm going to make the argument for Kyle Larson or Kyle Busch. I'm going to go Kyle or Kyle, top or bottom. I think that both of those numbers are good. Uh, it's another group, though, that's very volatile, very tough to pick. But I, even though I've been saying don't line on Kyle Busch, I like what I saw out of him last week. I like that, you know, maybe he could do something well. You know, is he running the truck this week also or the Xfinity car?
3: Oh, uh, gosh, I don't know. I know he's only got five, Obviously, he's already run one of his five truck races, and I don't believe so. but. You'd have to look that up.
2: I mean, that could be play into the reason why he did well. You know, we talk about how he loves the, you know, getting the practice of that deal. Maybe that had played something into it. But to me, I think Kyle Larson's riding the hot hand. And if I'm not going to ride the hot hand, I'm going to ride the Kyle Busch to a top three and get back-to-back top threes for the first time in a while. I like both of those.
3: Um, Well, I like both of those, too. Don't disagree with you at all. But, you know, the other thing is, you know, Martin Tricks Jr. is plus 300 for a top three. If Martin Tricks Jr. can win group B, He'll be in the he top will three. finish in the top three. Yeah. I think you're better off taking Martin Tricks Jr. to plus 300 to get a top three than you are trying to take him in this group in right this group. here. So I'm with you. I kind of like Larson and Bush both there.
2: Let's go into group C. We've got Alex Bowman and William Byron both at plus 235. we got Christopher Bell at 305 and Kurt Bush at 320. Um, this group right here. This is, this is volatile. I think that Christopher Bell has really showed up to play this year. Um, we don't have a lot of stats for him to say, hey, here's how well he's done you know, in cup. He's only got two data points, and neither of them were great last year with Levine, 24th and 17th. But he's been running great. Alex Bowman, we both think. I, I don't think you think he's going to be good here. I'm not as high on him as you are. And William Byron at plus 235, I like that. But I know you're going to talk about your main man, Kurt Busch, in this one, aren't you?
3: No, I know this is going to come as a shocker to you. And I talked about Bowman because I really liked his odds for a top three. And I know he's run well there. But I'm going to tell you, in this group right now, you know, Brendan, you've kind of gotten me to come around to the idea of momentum. I believe the confidence level that William Byron and his race team are racing with right now is at the highest it's probably ever been in his entire professional career. And I know he's one of the co-favorites there with Bowman, but it's a good number at plus 235, and I just really, really am liking William Byron right now.
2: Yeah, but your top 10 odds are pretty good on, on, or, or Kurt Busch's odds right now, 7, 11, 6, and 12 in his last four races. He's not terrible there, but you know I love momentum. And William Byron, to me, that is momentum. Group D, we got Matty D at 245, Eric Almarola 265, Austin Dillon 270, Tyler Reddick 305. Uh, Matty D, my guy there, but I like him a lot in that group. I think I'm going to have to circle that one and pencil it and pen it in.
3: I do like Matty D there. You know, I want to know which Tyler Reddick is going to show up: the Homestead Tyler Reddick or the Las Vegas Tyler Reddick. We get the Homestead Tyler Reddick, love the 305. We get the Vegas Tyler Reddick, take Matty D.
2: Yeah, and that that's the Jekyll and Hyde of RCR. Some days, I mean, you got the two RCR guys there head to head against each other, Austin and Ty, or Austin and Tyler. But uh, that that is tough. But still, Matty D has been so good. Hard for me to go against him. All right, guys, when we come back in the last segment, we're gonna give you groups D and F, and more. as you know, there's all new ways to watch and listen to VEASAN.com and the Gone Racing Show. Uh, you can go to VEASAN.com forward slash subscribe just to sign up and watch the VEASAN shows. Uh, the VEASAN Network's always available on Fubu and, Fubo and Sling. Uh, our, I was going to say our broadcast times, but eh, we'll stick, skip that part because... There's other things to talk about. Don't, don't forget you have point spread weekly when you log in to your account on VEASAN.com. VEASAN.com is on mobile 24-7 live stream. If you Android or iPhone devices and iHeart Media, we're all always on iHeart channels. Connect to VEASAN with iHeart. You can live stream it um, many other ways. voice enabled devices. You can even use your Alexa and tell her, hey, Alexa, play the Sportsbed Network on iHeart Radio. She'll let you tune in there. So all sorts of fun, great ways. Gone racing, 10 o'clock Thursday nights. Repeated Saturdays, 6, 6, 6 a.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m., Sundays, 12 a.m., 3 a.m., and right before the race at 6 a.m. So those are all Pacific times, by the way. So if you're trying to get them on the East Coast watching it, that's where you can find us. Welcome back into the VSEN studio. Brennan Gaughan here, Jeff Motley in Martinsville, Virginia, at the Martinsville Speedway. And, Jeff, we were just wrapping up with the, our group matchups, getting into Group E and Group F, our favorite group. But Group E has Cole Custer. At 245, Ryan Newman, Bubba Wallace, 270, and Chris Buescher at plus 300. Buescher's been kind of our nice surprise of the season. Bad race last weekend, didn't do much. But Ryan Newman is once again back to that sneaky guy in that top 10 at the end of races. What do you think about the Group E this week?
3: Well, you know, I'm with you. You know, Buescher, those are pretty good numbers on Buescher to see him sitting there at plus 300. So that one is certainly enticing. Uh, Cole Custer, you know, Cole Custer. Outside of, you know, Harvick, he's probably been the next most consistent, consistent driver in the Stuart Haas camp.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, you, you got to give it to those guys. They're they're all working hard down there. Bubba Wallace. Look, Bubba's not actually been bad. He had, you know, Homestead, he had bad beat. At, at Daytona, he had a bad beat. You know, he's had a couple bad deals, but he's not been terrible. But I'm sorry, Ryan Newman, the way he's been doing it again, he just sneaks up there and, and stays there in the end. I kind of like Newman in Group E. I can't argue that point. Uh, let's jump into our favorite Group F, which is our Ron Flatter and not Chris Boucher group this week. Ross Chastain and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at plus two fifty. Chase Briscoe two eighty. Michael McDowell three hundred five. And you know, I, I got to throw this out there: Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has been in Group F a couple weeks in a row, and I believe he's been the winner for in Group F a couple weeks in a row. He was for sure last weekend. Uh, so I don't know, Ricky Stenhouse. Hard to go against him with that, unless you see Chase Briscoe finally turning it around.
3: Well, I like your boy, Michael McDowell, a little bit because the numbers are so high. And, I mean, he's still running fairly well. I mean, he didn't have quite as good a run in Vegas, but he wasn't completely out to lunch either. I like that plus 3 of 5 on McDowell. I think that's a pretty big number for him racing at his
2: home track. You know, and it's hard to go back to stats on Michael McDowell. You know, I mean, you're looking at the teams he's been on. You're looking at how he's done there. It's hard to say, hey, look at what he did in the past, 30th, 16th, 23rd. It doesn't look great. We're talking about Group F, though which means you're, you're talking about a different range of finish position. And this season, that front row motorsports team has been much better than they've been in the past. So I don't know. I, I can't not like Michael McDowell. Once again, when do we stop believing in what, what Michael McDowell has been able to do? Uh, but Ricky Stenhouse Jr. last couple of weeks has been pretty good in that group. Ross Chastain just has not shown up to play yet this year. He has not performed well in that Chip Ganassi racing car.
3: No, you know he 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 ran pretty well at Daytona, but after and in the in the Super Speedway race at Daytona, but after that it's been mm, not so good.
2: Well, and we do have one other our our new bet that we get to pick all the time out here. We've added the team of race winner the prop that we love to add up here. And you've got Joe Gibbs Racing is plus 235 with one win on the season. Hendrick Motorsports plus 250 with two wins. Team Penske's there at plus 250. Stuart Haas is a plus 500. Then you've got big odds. It drops sharply after those four teams. Chip Ganassi, 22-1. to 1. Richard Childress 33. Roush Fenway, 50. JTG, 80. And The Field, any other at 16-1, to 1, who also has a win this season. Uh, Motley, I don't see The Field getting the win here. I'm sorry, I just don't see us uh, getting any other team to win this race. But but what do you think? I mean, Joe Gibbs has the, their their four horsemen. Hendrick has their four horsemen. Penske has their three. Uh, what do you think on that one?
3: Well, I think you know I like the Hendrick teams right now because I I like the way that that. Uh, Larson obviously ran last week, chase Elliott, you know, he's going to be tough Byron so much confidence and, and and Bowman will be fine at this track. Uh, I think both Gibbs and Hendrick have got the four horsemen out there. If you will, I'm just leaning a little bit toward the Hendrick team and probably because I think they're almost dead even. So I'm going with the Hendrick team because their odds are a little better at 250.
2: Well, and you know, you talked about Stuart Haas racing. I think that plus 500 number is Kevin Harvick. And the rest kind of like, you you know, you've said earlier, they're not performing that well. So that plus 500 number, probably a little overstated for that Stuart Haas group. Uh, I just, you know, I don't see, I don't see Ryan Newman winning the race, but I see him doing well. I, I struggle to pick anybody else, but those three teams, you've, you've named the three that, I mean, they're the favorite for the reason.
3: Well, and honestly, that would be a terrible bet to bet on the Stuart Haas at plus 500. Harvick is plus 650 to win the race. Go take Harvick to sorry, win the race. I don't think yep. Custer, Briscoe, or Almirola are going to win the race. So you're going to bet it. Bet Harvick at plus 650 to win the race. Don't bet Stuart Haas at plus 500 to be the winning car owner.
2: See, and people say we don't know what we're talking about here on sports betting with me and Jeff. Come on. We know what we're doing here. We, we know how to at least give you some advice. Well, and speak- make,
3: it till, make it till we make it, Brendan.
2: Well, and, and speaking of, let's talk about the league since we're we're now to the point where we get to make our picks this week, but before we do, we love to look back at how we've done this season and how we did last week. And hey, Jeff, d- d- who wh- what do we say who won the I, sorry, my that's kind of small on the screen for me if you're watching the vison.com feed. What's that number under my name? Did I get another positive week?
3: You did. You picked up three-tenths of a – you picked I, up 30 cents this week. Is it positive?
2: Uh, is it a positive number? Yes,
3: and I tell you, I hate the fact that the weeks you win, you seem to be hosting the show, and we <laughs> never hear the end of it.
2: So uh, I did I did get uh, Truex plus 110 over Harvick last week in the head-to-head. Maddie D to win Group E at 2.2 units, so I was a plus – Point three units, Mr. Motley. You did get a winner. You had Larson to win Group B at uh, you know at a plus two sixty five. That wasn't half bad.
3: Should have took him to win the race. I'd be on your heels. You,
2: you you'd have been right there. And the pick crew last week did get a winner also. They had Brad K to win to get a top three, and they were plus two thirty five on that. So everybody had a winner, but uh, you know only one of us ended up on the positive side for the season. I'm a I'm I'm kicking your guys butts. I mean I'm just I'm I'm tripled up on you. I'm plus keep 605. Keep on talking, pal. Just keep on talking. <laughs> hey, listen. Brag when you can brag because you never know when it's going to go away. So that is how we are this season so far. And with that, we'll get into the to the picks this week. And, of course, the pick crew who was wah, 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 last again last week. We will start off with them. And I have their picks because Karina, once again, will not give them on air. Just so you know, they did make a last-second change. Apparently, the pick crew called down to Isaiah in the booth. Isaiah made a change. They're not telling me which one. But they're saying that if it wins, it's all them. If it loses, it's all him. They're taking Kyle Bush at the top three at plus 225. Truex Jr. with a top three at plus 300. Larson over Kevin Harvick at plus 110. Byron over Bowman at minus 110. And Joe Gibbs Racing at plus 235 to win the team race. Okay. I like there, some of those.
3: Did they make a change in there? Like They, they handed me a that? sheet,
2: and then they pulled it back and made a change. So... I did not so, get to look at the sheets, so I don't know what they changed. But they changed something.
3: So we're going with what's on the screen, or we're not going with what's on the
2: screen. Oh, is it different on the screen? Did they did they not get a traffic Larson over? Oh, I don't know.
3: I thought you got something different. No, okay. no, that's Karina that's says, what's on the screen. No, let says go ahead and quit, quit yapping. So, yep, no. okay. so, so that, that is their picks. That's picks. the
2: official. Now it's to Mr. Jeff Motley, since you were second last week and still behind me. Uh, what, well, what say you? I'm
3: going to I'm going to follow in the. We are going to get a fifth different winner this week and we're gonna get our fifth consecutive double-digit winner this week. So I'm going Martin Truex Jr. to win the race at 11 to one. I'm also gonna go Kyle Larson for a top three at plus 250. Then I'm gonna go into the group matchups. I'm taking Chase Elliott at a plus 265 in group A. I'm taking William Byron at plus 235 in group C. And I kind of talked about it just a couple of minutes ago. I'm going to go with the Hendrick Motorsports pick of plus 250 to win the race.
2: Well, we're not going to gain ground on a couple of those. So, uh, you know, I with this lead, I've been trying to keep my way into picking a race winner because the return always is so high. And since I have the lead in our group, I keep wanting to do that. This weekend, I couldn't find my way to do it, Jeff. I just, I don't see one that I because the way the year has been shaken, I just don't, i, I I don't feel good about picking a race winner this week. So I'm not picking a race winner. I'm going to try to pad my lead. And I'm going to pad that with two that I don't think are far-fetched. I'm going to go in the top three for two of my picks. And I'm going to go Kevin Harvick at plus 190. In every other year, Kevin Harvick is minus here for a top three. So I'm going to stick him for a plus 190 number. I'll take that. And I'm going with Kyle Larson in the top three at plus 250. Uh, You know how I feel about momentum. You know how I feel about riding the hot hand. So I'm going to take those two. I'm going in the head-to-heads. I had two. I scratched one out. I'm going to do Ryan Blaney plus 130 over Martin Truex. I just I like what Blaney's done here. Even though he's not the closer like we talk, he hasn't gotten through that yet, but he still doesn't need to close. He just has to beat Martin Truex. So I I like that head-to-head number. Then I'm going in the group matchups. My first one, or or my only one in the group matchups, is going to be Matt DiBenedetto, Group D. I'm riding my hot hand again. Matty D is, is... Always been good for me on this gone racing show. So I got him to win group D. Then I am going to our new pick and I'm going to go with you on the team race. I'm going with Hendrick motorsports at plus two fifty. So we're not going to be able to gain each other there, but I think they got too many. They're just too strong in that with that group they got right there. I like those. So we got a little less than a minute left, Mr. Motley and you are, you know, on the East coast and, and I hear you're not going to be with me next week. I'm going to have to bring in a, I think we've called in a relief pitcher of my main man, Vinny Maiulo, Vegas Vinny. So uh, be careful driving home next week. What else, what else you got going on? Anything else fun happening?
3: No, that's about it. Just uh, enjoying spending a little time driving across the country. So hope you guys have a good time without me next week. Talk, wrapping up Phoenix and talking Atlanta. I'm looking forward to being back to talk dirt racing at Bristol.
2: That is going to be fun to talk dirt racing at Bristol. And, uh, you know, thank you for hosting us this last week at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. To the fans that got to come, thank you all for showing up. It was fantastic having everybody there. You know, I know you loved it more than me. Chris Powell loved it even more than both of us. But we appreciate everybody that showed up. Thanks for our show this week. Thanks for talking a little Phoenix. We'll see you next week when we break this one down and move on to the next one.
1: If you dare.